1: Hello everyone, and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club Act Twenty Two, the Rangers podcast. This week, Kelly can't well contracts and abs. I am Scott Carney, and before we go any further, I have got the man flu. I'm going to put it down as I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't feel great, so if I don't sound great, it's because I don't feel great. Uh, the wee man's the same, so it's. Brilliant, really is brilliant. My first experience, my first experience of catching something um, from my son, so yeah, not ideal, not ideal. But I'm here, I'm powering on. Joining me is everybody, Ali. How's it going?
2: Be a bit better than yourself, Carney, obviously. But I'm glad to be here. Looking forward to watching Rangers at Easter Road tomorrow.
1: Yeah, definitely. And Scotia, how's it going?
0: I am doing all right. I've similar, you had a wee bit of. sort of cough cold over the last couple
1: of weeks but never really came to anything and it's thankfully mm. cleared up now so I am feeling feeling dapper. Mm. I wish I did. And all the way from Viva España except he's back in his country, is Ryan. Ryan, how's it going, mate? How was Spain?
3: Aye, it was good mate. Obviously I took that um that old from Cup final quite badly, so badly that I decided just to get um out of <laughs> the country um, and go to Madrid. <laughs> so I took in took in a football match over there. Uh, Atletico Madrid are a very, very good team. I will say that, boys. I scouted a few guys for the summer, sent over an email to Mr. Beal, and I've identified a guy you might not know him, uh, goes under the radar, but Antonio Griezmann. That's all I'm mm. going to say. Yeah. Don't you have
1: heard of him? Don't you have heard of him? Could we afford him, think? He,
3: he's the next big thing, boys. He's uh, right. All joking right. aside, they are a very well oiled team. Very impressed My friend, they didn't see the one-six-one and they, they play some very good football. I was really impressed with them. Um, so I was a bit spoiled at the weekend, but I am looking forward to seeing Rangers tomorrow night, believe it or not.
1: It's a cracking game to get to, mate. That's, that's, it's not often you, you pick a game to go abroad to go and watch and you get something like that. So no, man, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. So yes, uh, before we go any further, just a shameless plug, we have passed 1 million views, and it continues to go on and on uh, to, to, to support us to the the next million. You can subscribe to the channel and drop us a like. That would be appreciated. To support the podcast, it's the next step. You can join the YouTube channel for as little as 99p a month. You can also buy the podcast a coffee and join the Coffee Buying Lended membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links are in the description for this podcast. Also, there's a poll running. On the community page on our YouTube channel, please head over there, let us know if you're interested in us doing a live show at the Viceroy Bar in Glasgow. The three lads believe that there is, I believe that there isn't a demand, but so far it looks like there might be a demand for it, so watch this space indeed. So we're going to start with Kelly, Uh, more reaction to it. Ryan, I know you've not seen very much or heard very much about it, considering you've been out of the country, mate. So, I'm I'll, I'll not, um, I'll not give you any curveballs, but I'll not give you any curveballs. But Rangers won by three goals to one uh, in a mixed game in terms of performance. Um, we took the lead through a corner, Goldson, um, a kind of rebound, I suppose, because it was part of a set play. Cantwell was really unlucky with his two efforts that were blocked off, and Goldson was there to turn it away at the back post. We were then awarded a, was it a penalty second, penalty third. Penalty Penalty was third. Cicala, the second goal sorry. was scored by Sakala. Yeah, after Sakala missed an absolute sitter. And it gets worse when you see it on the TV. It's an absolute shocker that he missed it. But he did make up for it. Really good work by Trollick to lay it off to him. Sakala puts the ball away. And yeah, the third was, uh, it was a penalty from James Tavenier. The second half, Ryan, just so you know, Rangers didn't play football for about 25-30 minutes. Let Kamarnock score and brought on John Lindstrom, as well as three random, random substitutes right at the death. For reasons best known to Michael Beale. we brought on Hadji, Suter and Arfield for about a minute, if you're lucky. Uh, but anyway, apart from that, the second half, really nothing to report, mate. And uh, we, win, we win 3-1. So, first off, Ali, I'm going to pick out um, Antonio Cholak, because bill picked him out um, to praise him on, uh, and probably on reflection after I've watched the game back and seen the highlights. In the first half, he was particularly good. His link-up play was really good. Uh, he was unlucky himself not to score after link-up play on the edge of the box. Again, I'll probably get for this. I think it was Kent. I think it was Kent that played the ball to him. It might have been Ryan Jack. I can't remember. But the wee intricate work that he had and he was quite a tight angle and the shot goes over the bar. But he did set up. He put it on a plate for Zicala to put the ball away. But Apart from scoring, mate, he did everything he probably could do in that first half.
2: Aye, Beal was singing his praises. And he was, I think, it was Beal's man in the match. It wasn't my man in the match. I thought he was very good. He he looked back to the Cholak who seen when he had that purple patch at the beginning of the season. His hold up play was very good. There was the one. I think it was the first half where he he, he spun a boy and went away with a ball, yeah. um, which was decent. No, it's his, his all round play was very good. He just obviously didn't he didn't score. Um, that would be nice for the cake if he did score but no, I, I thought he was, he was very good and he's given the manager um, something to think about for tomorrow night in terms of who he plays um, as his main striker
1: Yeah, Scotia. I, I presume you've probably watched the, the game back better, at least you've watched the highlights back anyway and yeah, I think, first off, my, my mood was pretty brought down by the time I'd left Ibrox because I was not impressed with anything that i seen in the second half from Rangers we were terrible, so it, it did blur my view on how, how decent Rangers were in the first half, and Cholak as well, definitely, I think I let him kind of go to the back of my mind, but in that first half, mate, I thought he was very, very impressive. Yeah, I mean, I thought at the time after the game that I was I was quite impressed with Cholak because I think I'd said that that was
0: his first start under wheel, but I think he started um, up top in the Partick Thistle game a couple of weeks ago as well. But he's only really had those those two starts every time he's come on. It's been for wee periods of time and he's not really managed to affect the game when he's come on. But I thought he came on and started well. And we spoke about Cholak before about that he was starting to get better at the hold up stuff. Even when Gio was still here, you could see improvements in him there. And if, it, if that's what he's like after just sort of two starts under Beal, then it, it bodes well for the future with Cholak. And because he was really good, Al, he's mentioned a couple of the things that he'd done really well as well, to Kenny knock in Kent, for then Kent's cross across the box, that then Sakala, I think this is the, the biggest setter that Sakala missed on the day, that one that he probably should score just before he actually does score. And again, I thought Cholak done pretty well to Kenny, not to be greedy and kind of lay that off on it on the plate for him, um, Sakala, which was a, a, quite a difficult chance compared to the other two that Sakala had to to put away. Um, but no, I was I was fairly really impressed with Joe. And, and yeah, like Ali says, it kind of does give you a wee bit of a headache. And I get I'll tell you everything about how things things that will come on to discuss about
1: how things are going in that kind of regards um, when we get to our teams and stuff like that yeah I would agree um, I think as well the the first chance you're talking about with Sakala where he's down the right hand side and the keeper does make a decent save he does after again once seen it back he does make a decent save I still believe Sakala should score it but it is a good save Cholak's at the back post, and he's like screaming at Sakala to square it. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then I, th- I think the assist that he gives Sakala is a bit like, hey, eh? how'd you like them eggs? <laughs> exactly. There you go. I did the right thing for you. So, no. Um, Ryan, in terms of going forward, I know you've not seen the gamer in, in back yet. I don't think there's any doubt that. People have their reservation, reservations about Antonio trollack because we have seen a purple patch. He was a wee bit unfortunate with an injury. We've went through a massive change with Beal coming in. It's going to take time for him to adjust because he was adjusting to life under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. But in the long term, he has... I think he's got some critics to turn around. Myself probably included that he can be the number one choice. Should Alfredo Morelos not be here next season, or we don't recruit someone? What's your opinions, mate? Do you think he would be? Do you think he's up for it?
3: I think he is. I think it's. I think it's fair to say that as well. Probably just before I make my point, now, do you know what this is like? This podcast, because I've not done my homework, lads. It's like, do you, ever, do you ever catch up with your mates in the pub the next day and they've all been out the night before and you've not been out? But I'll just share my stories and you're like, I've, I've missed a cracking night out. That's what it feels like. Um, I'm sure you'll put me right with the second half. Um, Cholak, for me, yeah, I, I saw the line up. Um, glad that he was, Bill had to make changes and I think Cholak was one of the names I wanted to see on the team sheet. I think he's had a wee bit some unfair criticism, mate, to to be honest. I think he's one of the players where when Morelos is... When it's not a good game for Morelos, then we're quite kind on Morelos and saying you need to create chances for him, whereas when Cholak doesn't score, he seems to be getting a bit of criticism. I do like Cholak. I think a blind man could tell you that he's a different type of player than, than Alfredo Morelos, but to be cutthroat and be ruthless, which I think we have to be after that cup final... Morelos, more than certain, is not the future of Rangers. So I think the wise thing from now to the end of the season is probably play Cholak more often than Morelos because you want to see if Cholak's got it in him, as you say. And I think he has. I think he's got a bit bit to go if he's going to be this lone striker for us because his link-up play, I agree with Scotia, is good. Probably better than some people give him credit for. But he does have to improve it. There has to be a lot more work rate. I see him a lot of the time when the ball goes up the line. I would like to see him put his body in front the way Morelos does in front of the player just to kind of win fouls or, or make it a bit more difficult. But he will adapt if we need to remember. This is his first season with us and it's not been a great season for him to be a first season. So he's learning on, learning on the job, if you want to say it that way. But I'm a big fan of Cholak. I think he's a huge positive for... What's he got? How many goals has he got? Scotia, you'll probably help uh, out. He's on 11.
0: No, it'd be more than I think it's maybe 11 in the league. I can't remember off the top of my head.
3: And he's been injured for quite a few months, so he's, he did start on fire. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be worried if you said to me this time next year, Cholak will be your number one striker. That wouldn't concern me. I think if players create chances for him, then yeah, I think he's capable of doing the job. He has shown that during his purple patch, mate. So yeah, I want to see more of him from now to the end of the season.
1: Yeah I would like to see more of him as well To see if he is going to be able to do it And I think I get what you're saying in terms of if players create the chances for him. I think there's a big bit on him as well, though, that he'll need to change his game because he's going to need to get himself involved due to the way that Bill wants to play football. But that's the challenge that's open to him. And I I don't see him shying away from it. I, I see him trying to give it his best go. And I'm for everybody getting their fair chance for their fair crack at the whip. There's absolutely no doubt. Um, even Rabi. I know people who say in the comments, you don't give Matondo a chance. If Matondo comes back and he starts playing well, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for him. I'm all for it. But... I see enough in Trolak to make me think, yeah, you could probably do a job for us. And right now, if you think about it, Trolak is the only guaranteed striker that's going to be here next season, because I believe that Roof and Morelos are probably going to go. So Cholak's probably the he's probably thinking the shots there for me to for me to win it. I think that's for I think that's for sure. Um Ali, I'll come back to you now, mate. Uh Raskin and Cantwell um were shining likes in that first half. I don't think we can Really deny it is his name Raskan or Raskin. I keep hearing like commentators saying Raskan, and I'm like, it's not Raskan, it's Raskin, right. isn't it?
2: It's Raskin. Scotia's a man for that, but I'd say Raskin. I imagine it's
0: Raskin. I don't know, I don't speak. <laughs> <Belgian>. <laughs> A
1: Scotia, yeah. yeah, Scotia, Scotia's always right. So, yeah, no, like R- Rask, Raskin. Uh, but I I, see, I heard a commentator called him Raskin. And I was like, his name's not Raskin.
2: Anyway, remember they called uh, Glenn Camara. Camara. Camera, for camera, oh,
1: camera doesn't so, And Clyde Towsley was, was doing it. I was like, stop calling him, him I know. <laughs> nah, stop calling him that. Yeah, that was very irritating. Uh, and I think McCoy still calls Morelos Morelis doesn't he? Morelos,
2: that is great. I guess then,
0: yeah. 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 see, if yeah. I call Ta- I, I, give, I could go Tavernier to, to Vernier. The amount times
1: that I switch his, his name is not a Vernier, but his name is Tavernier, it's just incredible. not. Anyway, we're, we're off there, we're off there. Um, but yes, Ali Raskin and Cantwell, uh, was training likes in the first half, no doubt. Um did Raskin did drop off in the second half. You could see he was kind of out of legs, probably why he didn't start the old form. He did really he faded like a seventy s was He was pretty poor in that second half, as was the entire team. What I loved in the first half, mate, was the passing and moving, the not standing and waiting to see if your your pass made its target. They're already thinking, they're thinking two or three steps ahead, and that's what we need to have. It's progressive passing, and we we need to have that within the midfield. We've been screaming out for it for. I don't know how long. I don't know how long. But um I'd like to concentrate probably more on more on um Cantwell. Um I think his ability to can I have a free roam the way that he does he's energy that he brings in and out of possession the guy doesn't stop my dad kept saying it to me as well and when my dad's making comments and players and no disrespect to my dad I don't mean it like that but my dad's going that boy's everywhere like he's he, every time we lose the ball he's like he's on them he doesn't stop he's like this is what we've been calling for and I'm like well you no, know, my dad watches a game a completely different way I watch a game hence the podcast but I was still going my dad's spot on there your thoughts on his performance, mate? Uh, as I say, I'm very impressed with his energy. And for me, right now, I, he wouldn't be the team.
2: Yeah, he was very good. I've, I mean, I've seen Cantwell before for Norwich all the years ago when he when he broke in the team. But I, I didn't think he had not that he didn't have in his locker. But he's in that game particularly, he dropped deep quite a lot of times to get a ball. Um it reminds me, to he's not the same player as Ryan Kent, but he's got the same work ethic as Ryan Kent. If you want to say, how many times does Ryan Kent come and take a ball off the centre-half of to try and get us going? And there was there was one in the second half where Cantwell dropped deep, got a ball and drove it to try and get us, not up the park, but to try and wake us up a wee bit. Because oh, we'd fall changed into the momentum that. of the game, pretty much. Yeah, because we'd yeah. fall into that lull that we always fall into. Um, and he tried to take a game with a scruff of the neck. I was very impressed with him. I thought he was brilliant. That's why I gave him man the match. He was all over the park. That's that's what you want, Fair Rangers. That's a bare minimum, Fair Rangers player. But I just think you'll see more and more for him moving forward. He hardly played for Norwich. He's came in, he's played... I don't know how many games he's played now, but you can start to see... To be fair, he doesn't look like a guy that's not played football. Even when he first came in, he didn't look like a guy that hadn't played football until he's naturally fit. Um... I was very impressed with him. Um, along with Ryan Jack in the first half as well, I thought Ryan Jack was good. And I think that's the midfield going forward for me for this season, what we've seen at the weekend. Maybe Tillman slots in there, Cantwell maybe goes a bit wider at times instead of, instead of Sakala. But no, in terms of him, I was um, extremely impressed with him. And I'm the same as you. He's one of the first names in the team sheet for me going forward. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Scotia, um, what's your thoughts on that? I think, obviously I don't want to get carried away and I am looking for a positive to hang my hat on over the past, because of what, the way the past couple of weeks have went. I know the first half was decent enough, but the second half is I'm not being over the, over the top here and Ryan's not seen the game. It's unacceptable levels we've seen in that second half. It really is. It's nowhere near good enough. Um, But Cantwell, I thought for the entire 90, mate, he didn't stop. He really didn't. And there was moments of real quality in there from him. Yeah, I think you kind of nail it there about him not stopping the 90, because I think
0: in the second half, yeah, there was a kind of there was a definite kind of drop off from Jack and um Raskin. And um, what some of that might have been down to Jack getting his booking um fairly early on in the second half. Um and I thought particularly Kent and Sakala kind of fell away, quite noticeably away from the game as well. But his cantwell was still hanging about, which I wasn't really expecting to see because like Callie mentioned there he'd not been he'd not been playing regularly. What was his last game? Was back in what November or something like that. So I think he's only like featured maybe five times for us now since he's been in something like that. Um, so I was very impressed with him, and yeah, like it, it looks like a, a good capture here. Something like again we might come on to speak about. Um, but it looks like a good signing, and, and it's one of these ones as well that I think that he's um, Ali kind of mentioned it there, but he's almost kind of got the sense that he could be a, a replacement for Kent, depending on what happens with that situation, because we still don't know what's going on there.
1: Yeah, you did mention that, I think we were in the pub afterwards, um, or before the game I think you mentioned that he the style of player that he is, there's potential for him to be a replacement for Kent in order to because he's got that ability, he's got the agility to kind of make an effect on a game and he's very brave on the ball as well, I like it I, I like that he believes in his own ability as well and it's just that him and Raskin, once Raskin's gets his full legs back, he only really seems to have about 50-55 minutes in the tank right now, but and when he, both of them are full full match fitness, then, yeah, I'm all for that. They've definitely been in the midfield. And I would love to say as well, Ali, that Ryan Jack will be the starter for the rest of the season, but we all know Ryan Jack probably is going to get injured. I
2: would uh, say in Cantwell as well, Cantwell, sorry, Carney, um, which yeah. we said in the pub afterwards, he wasn't scared to get hit. A lot no, of these flair player players, if you want to say, that come up to Scotland don't like it because it's a bit... A bit, a bit too rough up here at times, especially against a hammer-throwing team like Kilmarnock with Alan Power in the middle of the park. Um, but he 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 wasn't scared at all. He was put down in that first half Carney, before we got the penalty. And he got back up and he was fine. So he's not scared to get hit as well, which is good. Because he's up against, like I say, hammer throws. Alan Power.
1: Yeah, Alan (laughs) Power. Honestly, a terrible football player he really is. Ryan, obviously, I I don't want you to pass comment on the game because you've obviously not seen it. Please do have your say on Campbell as well, though. But we should have been four or five up in the first half, mate. Um... Uh, but a saving, a, a as I say, a sitter from Sakala kind of kept it 3 nil. We were all very happy um, at half-time. um We just didn't... We didn't envisage what was going to happen in the second half. Now, obviously, you've not seen it, mate. You can tell by our reaction. You, you can tell by the way that we speak about it that it was just... Awful. I mean, truly awful. It was constant giving the ball away, and not just by one player. There was a number of different players giving the ball away. It was none more than particular, really, for me than James Tavernier, who got it in the neck from me on Saturday for one of the first times in ages. he got the the wrath of my frustration and probably the build up from all the the kind of the the all the emotion that I had left after the old form. He James Tavernier got it. He definitely did for me. And actually, I want to say, like, Beal made a comment after the game that eh, Ryan Jack worries him in terms of when he gets a booking. I'm like, you should really be shouting at James Tavernier here because he plays him an absolute suicide pass and Jack's got to react to it and gets himself booked for it. So I was like, that's James Tavernier's fault. But that was the mood that I had with anyway. Anyway, Ryan... You've said this before, mate. So I'll start with you. Do we just now need to accept that for the rest of the season this is the performance we are going to get? And by that I mean we'll be decent or good in spells, and then others will just lap back to this autopilot cruising, passive. Let's just get through the game sort of thing, and not been able to keep the the, the kind of the higher level that we want to see.
3: Blunt, bluntly, the answer to your question for me is yes, we will, we will. from now to end the season. And, and I did say that before the old firm game when Michael Bill first came in, I said these performances or these halves will keep coming round. And it's it's unfortunate that's why we're in the position where we're in is so far behind them in the league and losing out in the League Cup. It's That's the reason why, because we can't consistently do those levels for 90 minutes or for three, four, five games in a row, whereas the opposition can. And when I say opposition, you know, I mean the other side of the city. They can keep the levels up, and that's what we need to do, and that's what Michael B will be trying to adhere to and, and, and get us up to those standards. But that's where he needs to identify the players that are not doing it. Why is this happening? Why are the players dropping off? And I think it's, it's very apparent amongst the support, and probably the only thing that the support are agreeing on at the moment is... The, the kind of positives for the Rangers team just now are the new signings. They stick out so much. We saw Cantwell when he first signed and for, the first thing we all said was, look at him, he doesn't stop running about. That should be the norm. That should be the norm for a Rangers player. I think my favourite thing about Cantwell is he's not static. One minute he's taking the ball off the defenders, then the next minute he's on the right wing and he floats about. He's just high energy, demanding the ball. The, the standard things that I say to my kids on a Saturday morning or the kids coaches say to him that should be standard protocol for a Rangers player and because it doesn't seem to be, that's why we're in the situation and I hate to kind of jump, up, jump to that side of being negative with him but it is why we're where we are and Raskin was the same, Raskin come on in his first game, I think it was the first five minutes and I said to the guy next to me, I've fallen in love, I said that boy just stick, he sticks out because he wants the ball he passes the ball forward, when he does lose it, he goes and wins it Things that should be standard, and for me, it highlights a lack of hunger amongst some of these Rangers players, and that's where he will be addressing it. And it's why he's got. That's why it's so apparent now. And we did know at the time that he got it wrong with his selection in the cup final, not to to jump back to that. But you're seeing you're seeing Cantwell and Raskin consistently showing what we want to see in these Rangers players, and yes. You'll probably see that consistently from now to the end of the season, but the players that have let, have let us down in the past, unfortunately you'll see these flashes from, dare I say it, Ryan Jack, and he'll play well for one half, or Ryan Kent, or faster Sakala. But that's why we are, they can't do it for 90 minutes or for a consistent run of games, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I would tend to agree with that, mate. I think that's what we're going to need to expect for the rest of this season. Um, Ali, it kind of ties into um a banner that we seen by the Union Bears. They held up, uh, at I think it was the start of the match. It said, "After fifty-five titles, you took your eye off the ball. Time for change." Is this a viewpoint that you agree with? Now, I'll quickly have a wee bit of a say on Maba. I think there's certain members of the board that are getting it tight just now, Ross Wilson being one of them, his not shining record of transfer successes, let's be honest, but in the same breath as me saying that, we have just waxed lyrical about two that he has just done, so it's a, it's a sticky one for me, This because I get it, I get some of the players he signed aren't good enough, they're nowhere near good enough, but we are now sitting here, very much impressed with the fact that we've got asking Campbell in the club. So what was your thoughts on the banner mate and your your view on it?
2: Yeah well, they've got the right they've got the right to say it. <clears throat> the Union Bears um it got a round of applause when they unfurled it by there was no booze around that I heard so it got a round of applause. Um yeah you can have opinions on it and stuff. I, I believe when we won the title, I think it was two years today, I think we might have won it two years today. Spot think, on so actually I forgot right. to mention that. It is, um, uh... yeah. um it's as if that we went we've we've achieved what we had to do, but we didn't kick on. Um that 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 was for me. But you could also put a bit on it. I think Scotia's even said this a bit on Gerrard in terms of he wanted to keep certain players. I, I think when we won the league at 55, we should have moved players, cash in and then players. Your yeah, morelos's, is, dare I say, Ryan Kent's even at that point and tried to rebuild again. Not completely, but we only brought in, what was it, Lundström, Sakala. I've got to go through a few players, but... Ross Wilson's the one who's getting the neck out, out of all. And you can say Stuart Robertson to a point, but it's Ross Wilson. It's a pod in its own. Canny whether we're doing the summer or not. And you 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 write down all his signings and we go through them all, and you find out what the percentage of successes have been. I think that's more the the issue. the The percentage of successes is far too low of where it should be and i i get the guy can't come in and have a hundred percent success record in players that's impossible in terms of any football club but i think he's got more wrong than right the two that's been brought in in the the january window looking at them so far he's got them right the january window before you could say we're hypocrites because we sat there and went oh that looks like a great window aaron ramsey diallo 30 odd million at man united we all sat there and went, it looks brilliant ultimately it was a disaster. So you could say you're hypocrites at the same time, but he's been there now, I don't know, four years, probably the Ross Wilson now. So it's probably time he's it's probably his position to look at. He comes across as a guy though, especially not AGM Can he's a guy that doesn't like criticism. And I don't think he would hold his hand up and say, I can get your point at that at that. He kind of sort of brushes it away and goes, No, 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 no. So I don't think that helps him at times with the fans. I don't think he has that. I I don't think there's a bridge between him and the fans in terms of... I I just couldn't see him coming across to one of these fan groups and speaking to them properly in terms of what I've seen in the AGM. But they had their opinion, the Union Bells, but they're right to to do it. But, yeah, I I thought we sat still at 55. And it's come back to ultimately bite us in the ass. Yeah, we had a good run in the... Europa League last season but ultimately the league's where it is and you've seen that with Celtic probably should have won 10 and they sat still so it's um, aye, it's a pod on its own can't it, that one? <laughs> uh, it
1: is no it's a difficult one I, I do get it I, I mean push come to shove with me I believe Ross Wilson should now move I believe it should be someone yeah. else's job now because as well and then we'll never know how much of an influence Michael Beale had on Cantwell and Raskin coming to the club so uh, I do believe it's time for change in that regard. In terms of changing Stuart Robertson, etc., cetera, you, I'll steal something I said, I heard on um, Heart and Hand, that you can't sack the board. It's impossible to. They would have to sack themselves. So that is, that's something that's probably not going to happen. And I do believe there's still, I mean, we've been saying for years there's more work to be done at, cl- the, uh, um, board, at board level for the communication between the the um, the the board and the fans, it doesn't really happen. We're left in the dark with a lot of things. A lot of things aren't really explained. But yeah, Ross Wilson is the one that's at the forefront of all this. Um and probably probably rightly so. Um Scotia, there is no doubt about it though. Our wage bill is far, far too high. And that all harps back to what Ali said. We we should have acted a lot quicker. And in that regard, we have stood still and if anything, we've made it worse.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I mentioned a pod or two ago that the wage bill was. When I'd seen the figures, that's ridiculously high, and it's not something that we can we can sustain, and it's not something that we can keep on offering players extensions and contracts because you a level that you can't go above really, and you're you, that's just where we are. with some players, I think, unfortunately, but um, yeah. Th- and your point to the banners, I mean, the one at the weekend, yes, I kind of tend to agree with. Um, but I know they they had a banner. They didn't really speak about the banner. They had the the, the Levy game they put up, um, which I, I wasn't, for that banner, I was like, mm, it seemed as if it was coming across as having a dig at Beal, because it was talking about standards after Beal had yeah. let that goal go in, and I, I wasn't sure where I stood with that one, but this one, I kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm, can get to where they're going more, and see what they're saying, because Ali mentioned it, I, I said to Gerard, I think Gerard's refusal to let players go, kind of held the board back slightly and how much they were then able to release because I think it all comes kind of down to Wilson here and I know Pearson wants to do a pod on this seemingly I've done half his homework for him today. So um, I was looking at I was looking at I was looking at Wilson from when he came in. He came in, the, in October 2019. So in that window that he came in he had Haji, King and Camberry came in all in loans. Oh no all in loans. they uh, managed to get rid of Grejda, which we sometimes we don't look about getting rid of some of the dead with the Inherited previously. I just got a wee bit of money in for Grejda and um, Herrera as well. Um, then the, the following season, the season won the league, they actually got, a, if you look through the players, <laughs> if you look through the players that they brought in Haji, Bassi, Defoe, Balogun, Ruth, Itton, I would say they were all successes in terms of where we were for that season. They all helped us win that league. But it was, it's the 21 22 season. After winning the league, this is where you look at it. You look at Offabra. Sakala, Lundström, all in freeze, Bakuna, Sands on loan, Diallo on loan, Zukowski and Ramsey. I'm not including Suter in that one because he came in the following summer, but you look at that and it's, I think the jury's still out in Sakala and Lundström for me there as well, in terms of if they've been successes or not. Um, they've, they've Certainly they've, they've contributed, but you're still looking, the jury's still a wee bit out on them. So that season's really, really Killed him, I think, because you look at this season's transfer activity. But like Ali says, we're all on record and saying, "What, really pleased with that bit of business." But what one, two, three, four, five, five, five of the players that he's brought in this season have been out injured, and some of them very long term. And apart from Suter. They're not players that have had, maybe Matondo's had a slight injury yesterday, but the rest of them didn't really have serious injuries before then. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult to judge Wilson on on this transfer window. Because when you ask ask the question, I fully expected to be like, no, Wilson, he's been terrible. He's been terrible. But when I sat down and looked at it in a wee bit more detail, there's a wee bit more nuance to it and things like that. Things as well, like he signed up the window before we sold Patterson. He secured Patterson down in a three-year extension. Would we have got the £16 million If he wasn't on that three-year extension he offered kamara four-year extension when kamara was playing really well now we can look at it and say it's kamara's rotten but at least because he's got that extension we'll get some we'll get a decent chunk of money if kamara goes in the summer so i do understand the frustration with wilson i think it is probably time for him to move on but when i started looking in detail i don't think it's as um, clear-cut as he's been absolutely terrible but i'm not kidding i'm not saying that he's been great i'm probably more on the side that he's had more bad ones than good ones, but maybe not to the extent that you kind of you read on, on the Twitter verse and things like
2: that.
1: He's such a good podcaster, Scotia, aren't he? I mean, he is, he's great, he really is. I think
0: like, Ryan yes. Ross
2: Wilson paid I, Scotia to say all yes, that. That's great,
1: <laughs> that's <is> great.
3: <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm Scotia, not fully but... endorsing him, but sorry, no, Charlie, I'm not fully but... endorsing Wilson, but I think from what I, I mean, Twitter's probably a bad example because Twitter's so kind of bipolar in terms of what they're saying, but that's yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. I'm just
2: trying to highlight some of the decent things that he's done. Very good, Scotia. That was excellent reporting. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Absolutely top class that was, mate. That was great. I was ready just for listening to you for the next 20 minutes, mate. I was like, carry on, mate. Just, you just do the podcast yourself. Um, yeah, but you can't be saying on Rangers Twitter. Rangers Twitter is just it's chaotic. It's just absolutely chaotic. It really is. Everybody just wants to watch the world burn. They really do. Um, Ryan, your thoughts on everything we've just discussed there. Um Scorch has he has made a few good points in terms of uh, Wilson. But ah I, I still will heart back to me that our wage bill was too high and ultimately that's his fault. So I'm supposed to follow Scotia, aye? no, you can okay. do what you want. You
3: can, <laughs> no, know I know I don't know no, you can do what you want, mate. You can talk about you can talk about your time in Madrid, mate, if you want. <laughs> I wasted. that. I'll show you some pictures. Um <laughs> No, uh, I think in terms of the, the high earners, yes. that's. <clears throat> I'd imagine that's something that's top, top of priority list for the board is to address. I think you probably, for me, McGregor will go in the summer. He's, I know he's one of the top earners. Lundstrom is a top earner at Rangers. I'd expect him to get moved on in the summer. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Mm-hmm. So that would be big, big wages off the bill, but they definitely need to address it. We are... For, for a board who are so, in my opinion, seem very focused on bringing revenue into the club and and, and not kind of getting the balance of revenue and business against transfers and, and who we're bringing into the club on the squad and improving the squad, sorry, I'm, I'm surprised they've not already addressed it. I would like to see a list of those earners mate. I would like to see a list of what Matondo and Hlander and players like this who are not contributing anything to the team, who are sitting on, well, I don't know where they are, if they're sitting on the injury tables or whatever they are. Players like that, I think there has to be discussions whether we're going to pay their contracts off or not. But yeah, it's got to be a priority with the board. I think what, um, mm-hmm. Scotia makes some good points on Wilson because he, he has brought in some good players. If you think, I think Jermaine Defoe was a brilliant signing for Rangers. I loved him. Yep. Balogun, pound for pound, what it was he was a free transfer, so pound for pound, he was a great signing for us. Mm-hmm. So he has brought good players in, but his success rate needs to improve. I think I think I, I listed, as, and it was off Rangers Twitter, I gave you a list the other day there, are the players that he brought in, and I said a, a 25% success rate. I was just looking at it. It's probably a lot more than that if you look at all the players he has brought in. But it does have to improve. You look at that lot over the city. What they're bringing in, what market they're identifying their players. Ross Wilson will know. I agree with Ali. He doesn't like criticism. It doesn't look as if he likes criticism. But he needs to take it because the players we've identified and brought in haven't been good enough. Whether it's mentally or ability or both haven't been good enough. And it definitely needs to improve in the summer. And really that means we need to look at a different market, I'm not saying follow what they're doing in terms of looking at the, the Japanese market, but we definitely need to look somewhere else than where we have been because the players we've been bringing in have been, I'm going to say, miles off of what we've what's required for us to be where we want to be, mate. So the board get it in the neck for me and Ross Wilson still gets it in the neck for me because we have stood still since 55 and... I think, I think you said that you, maybe Stuart Robertson escapes us. He doesn't escape it for me because he was happy to come out. After we won 55, he was one of the first people to come out and do an interview and say, we will not stand still. This is just a starting block. Well, it wasn't. Um, we did stand still, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I certainly didn't say he gets away with it, mate. But I, oh, sorry, Borges. No, it's just no, it's people saying, like, oh, he should be sacked. He can't be sacked. <laughs> yeah, no, you <laughs> can't, can't, can't. can't You can't do it, do you know what I mean? I think Stuart Robertson's open for all sorts of criticism, but I do believe that Wilson's always going to get it because ultimately we are football fans and that's what all matter, really matters to us. What we see on the pitch is what matters to us. Obviously, what happened to us, we are more cautious of what's going on behind the scenes. But really, when you, when push comes to shove, all of that, we don't care. I generally don't care. Win things, wave shiny things in my face and let's celebrate things. That's all I care about, it really is. Um, and just for the wage bill, that it, the wage bill at the level that it's at, we are not getting that return right now. And ultimately, that's going to fall on Ross Wilson. So um, I do I? expect, yeah, carry on.
3: Can I a short point? I don't know what you think of this. Sometimes I, whether it, it's hard to know whether it falls in the manager who's signing the players or it falls on Ross Wilson. Us as a club, sometimes I think, and this might be just where we are financially, sometimes we focus on players who, like Matondo, who have shown a wee bit of form in their career and can probably, they can assign these players and hope that they can bring that form back. Or on the other side of the coin, as we sign players who, I've got potential. I feel as if we never sign finished articles anymore. Players mm-hmm. who are doing it. I know, I know that's cost money, but they need to start looking at these level of players because I feel as if in the long run we get bit with the quality of player that we're bringing in. Cantwell is a player who's shown it previously, and we hope he's going to do that for us and get a new spring of life. And, and obviously, I know it's Michael Beale, and we're hoping that, but I, I think Rangers need to look at even if you bring one in a window, players who are doing it, they are finished, no finished articles, but you know what I mean, players who have got a proven track record and don't have this kind of dip in their career or are just showing potential.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with you to a certain extent. I believe that the, the model that the club's trying to run is obviously based on this signing players in, getting them towards their peak and selling them on for a profit. I do understand that, but I think... If, correct me if I'm wrong What you there's got to be players out there that are 28, 29, 30 they've done the legwork, they've done everything they can but they're still within our wage budget they can come in and you can play them and know he's no less than a 7 or a 7.5 out of 10 every game, he'll be fine you don't need to worry about him, you don't need to think oh he's just having a bad game, he's still young, he's still raw etc, that kind of thing so no, I do believe that that's something that Rangers should be trying to identify to do just quickly before we move on to Habs, I realised we've ran a wee bit longer than I thought we oh, were going to there. Um, not that I mind. I quite enjoy speaking to you, to be honest. Um, uh, bill confirmed Ali that no contract has been offered to Morelos or to Ryan Kent. Now, he says he wants to concentrate on wants them to concentrate on their football and see where the squad is at and what direction the squad is going in now you can read into that what you want obviously there's a lot of people that will read the negative into that and think well that's it they must be going because Bill wants them to move on you can also read into it and think well shouldn't you be directing what way the, the squad's going it is your team after all etc but there is no doubt in the summer that Morelos and Kent will have offers to go elsewhere. Might not be the moves that they've been dreaming of. Kent's probably more likely to get it than what Morelos is. A move that Kent would be particularly happy with, I think Burnley and Leeds are the ones linger, uh, lingering about Rangers Twitter in regards to Kent, which is always the same. But Morelos would definitely get an offer from someone to go elsewhere. My, my question is... How long do the board and the club wait before we put down an ultimatum to these players? Because if they sign new contracts, they will be the highest earners at the club. Both of them will, I'd imagine, will be up there with the highest earners of the club, if not the highest. How how long do we wait? Does Bill need to decide he either wants him or he doesn't? And if he doesn't, then. Rangers have to use that money wisely in terms of what the wages they would be spending on them we have to look towards the future. So do the board put it on an ultimatum or is this all going to get played out after the last game of the season?
2: You need to strike yourself in like the Connor Goldson scenario mm. last season because all they made the, player, the players, have got the ace cards, they're the free contracts, they, they can look about. You're looking at Ryan Kent, with, like with Burnley. Burnley are cantering the championship in England they will go up to the Premiership. Ryan Kent will more than double his money what we can offer him. Playing a good Burn- Burnley, actually, they're not Burnley of what you used to think of Burnley under Sean Dyche. They play, they play football under company. So I could actually see Ryan Kent slotting into that. But our Burnley Rangers level, no, they'll just they'll try and survive in the Premiership. He won't be playing for in Europe. He won't be playing for trophies there. What does Ryan Kent want? Does he want trophies or does he want? money, <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, that that's what it's down to, it's a short career for players he's been at Rangers a long time um. <clears throat> but yeah I, I think it'll go all the way down, Carney the, the players have got the ace cards Morel, some folk could say, Morelos hasn't kicked his ass this season, so but <clears throat> teams will have a punt in him this summer, definitely I've said it for day one, I'd let Morelos go, I wouldn't offer him a new contract um, Kent, I would offer a contract from what I've seen with him under Beal, but I think it'll run right down, Carney and I don't think they can really go. They'll be talking to them, definitely. But if it was me, I'm going to say it for day one. Morelos, I wouldn't offer my contract. And uh, Rank Kent, I would. But it's down to the players. What do they want?
1: Yeah, of is all down to them. Um, but I don't think the club should be held to ransom to this either. I believe the. again, I don't know how these football contracts work, but if we decide to make them an offer and I would like to think we'll make them an offer before the end of the season so we can plan for the future because the criticism was flying the boards way right now that they've took the eye off the ball this is their time to get the eye back on the ball and say there's your contract you have till X day to sign it if you don't sign it then you'll be leaving and the club like a lump it will need to need to deal with that and move on. I just feel like with the amount of money, the signing bonuses and all that that's involved, we shouldn't let this run down. We have to start, I've said it since the moment Beal came in, we have to start looking at the future.
0: Yeah, I purposely didn't mention these two players when I was rhyming through some things, mainly one because when um, Wilson wasn't involved when they, they, they joined the club, when they signed for the yeah. clubs. It was before Wilson had come in. Um but this is where I think we've, we've failed. And this is these are two kind of key players. And it kind of contradicts what we're talking about about the wage bill here. Because if we want to sign them, we're going to have to offer them more money. So the wage bill's going to increase. And if we want to get rid of them, we should have get rid of them a couple of seasons ago when their value was higher. I know it would have, people wouldn't have been happy about it at the time, but we would have had to have let them go at that point because um, looking at it, I don't think Kent's ever been offered a contract extension, at least that's been made pub- public. Um, since his time here, so he's just ran it like it looks like he's coming to the end of that four-year contract that it was initially given. Morelos's last contract extension, I think, was in March 2019, so mm-hmm. Wilson might have been involved in that. But has Morelos done anything that would have people screaming for another contract extension between now and then? Probably not, because he started. He kind of fell. He started falling away a wee bit after that. The end there. He did done well in the 20. Um, the, 55 season but you know after that he's not really been to the levels he was prior to that so um it's going to be an interesting one to see what we do because two of them in our team are right should be regular starters from now until the end of the season based just purely on football and ability alone and um, so it all depends can you he- consider what the board want to do can study what beal wants to do in terms of does he try different things you know does do you see Lack in the team more often than morelos from now to the end of the season do you see Kent dropping out more and maybe trying like your likes of Cantwell out on the left there? I don't think so because, like I said previously in another pod, I think, the, the, the league's not mathematically gone. The league is still there. If, although, like I said, we've probably conceded it. It's still there to be won. So we need to go out and play our strongest team and, and win. And Kent and Morelos are probably... with Kent definitely, but Morelos probably included in that um, strongest eleven as well. So... It's difficult, what do you do? Because when I mean, we've been in this situation, we've had um, players coming to us. I think, for example, John Souter. John Souter, we signed in a pre contract last January, and yeah. he continued playing for Hearts, body injured for Hearts while he was doing it. But mm. he back to it was it seemed to be a small injury, and he got back to fitness and finish the season. And I think Jordan Jones, maybe the same happened when we signed him in a pre contract, maybe even scored against us. Actually, yeah. I mean, I know these are. Yeah, I'm sure these these are two different quality players I'm, we're talking about here. I'm not trying to make that comparison. But I, I, if they're with us, I would, would want them to play and contribute right up until the end of the season, regardless of what they do. Because I do think that they add quality to our squad. And for me, we need to be winning every game from now until the end of
1: the season. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt about it. Ryan, what's your thoughts on, on this, on Kent and Morelos? Obviously, it's one that's going to continue to run and run until we get a decision one way or another, or there's an announcement made. But I, I just think, I believe I, I agree with Scotia, I think they should still play, I think they should still be involved, yes of course, but I just don't think the club can afford to take the risk of getting to the last, after the last game of the season and they both go, no thanks very much, GDO, and we're kind of left at a standstill. I would, basically what I'm saying is I'm hoping the club are planning for a future without them, as well as a future with them.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but firstly, I hope you've got Scotia tied down the contract. Because mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is a man of match performance he's putting in here. Like he's got that sewn up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. I've had some time there, in like... my hands. <laughs> <laughs> <Tell laughs> I've had some time in my hands today. I, you've put it to you and putting us to shame, mate. Um, oh, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. Do we speak about this every fortnight? I don't know what feels like it. Um, I'm not losing any sleep over them, mate. If I'm being honest, I kind of, in my mind, preparing for them to leave. I was doing that last season with Goldson. However, I was worried about Conor Goldson leaving. The worry about both of them leaving is is all I can hear in my head is £7.5 million. That's all I can hear is £7.5 million for Kent, and he leaves for free. The real thing I can take with a pinch of salt because how much it was true about Leo or whoever it was that would came in from for 13 or 16 or whatever it was, We got Alfredo Morelos for £1 million and he more than paid it back. He had a great time in Europe for us, 55 season. I've taken a lot of joy watching Alfredo Morelos play for Rangers. For me, that journey's come to an end now. They're both completely within their rights to exercise their contract and and their their right to, to discuss things with their clubs. I don't think this is financial. I don't think it's about seeking more money down in the Premier League for Kent or elsewhere for Morelos. I think this is both of them maybe feeling as if their times came to an end at Rangers and their relationships come to an end. Um, like I say, I won't lose sleep over the them. If Kent signs, I'll be happy enough. That's fine. He always puts a shift in. He never stops trying. It just it does feel at like the end for the both of them. But listen... Stranger things have happened Golson did the same last season Like I said And then he signed a contract Which I didn't expect So Kent for me Would be the one That I would put money on If any of them Are going to sign a contract But Alfredo Morelos I think Has probably been chasing A move away for Rangers For a, for window after window For a while now And he will get it He'll get it Somebody will take him This summer But he'll never he'll never Play at the level He's played with Rangers I would be shocked If any Top half Top kind of Division come in for Alfredo Morelos. I would expect him to go to like lower, lower level France or kind of lower, lower Serie A for me, something like that. But I won't lose sleep over any of them signing a contract, mate, because it's time for us to move on. Rangers need to move on. That's why we're, we're failing. I think we need to now move on without Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent
1: it will all come out in the wash um, on to Hibs now, we'll finish up with a quick preview of the Hibs game uh, last five games for Hibs they have one four and drawn one, they're sitting fourth and they are trying to chase down hearts for third, last time we played them was Beale's first competitive game in charge and we came from behind twice to win 3-2 at Ibrooks a night our makeshift defence of Lundstrom and Sands will never want to remember because it was appalling, anyway um, Ali, your thoughts ahead of the game mate and you can Finish with your team and your score?
2: Hibs Hibs have hit a bit of form, like you say, Carney. There, they have hit form. Hibs, he was one of the favourites to get sat Lee Johnson and suddenly got a tune out of Um, them. I've seen McGeady's out injured, possibly that's his career over with with football now, maybe going forward. What a shame! What a shame, yeah, I know. Um, but no they play well, They beat like you say Leminson four on at the weekend I know London, were down to ten men. I was actually looking at out of the five games, Carney, three of the teams they played went down to ten men. So, oh was it? Yeah, I was looking it's at more, that Scotia, he's, hump, hump
1: you, closer, he's trying to well. be you there. He, do you see that? He's trying to be you there. I
2: don't <laughs> like be they you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's I say this all the time and we need to get out this out. Ryan hates this as well. One of, it's one of these grounds you all go, Oh, it's Easter Road away, it's gonna be a dodgy game. We should be going there and taking care of Hibs regardless um, of who we put in the park. I think the way Hibs will set up tomorrow will suit Rangers similar to Hearts when we went to to Tynecastle a few weeks ago. So, no, I'm confident, like Scotia says, we need to win every single game to end the season to have any chance in the league. I know we've said the league's gone and it is to be honest, but to, to keep the pressure, we need to win and to keep the momentum going. So, my team is McGregor, you'll be shocked to hear this, Carney, Tav. Mm-hmm. Goldson, Davies, Barisic, even though I've seen Yilmaz play today. Um, midfield three, Ryan Jack, Raskin and Cantwell. Brian Kent, Fashion Sakala and as much as Chouak played well at the weekend, I think Morelos comes back in against Hibs, that's my team. And I'm going to go three-one Rangers. Morelos first goal scorer.
1: I think that's the only, the only position that's up for debate. I think is who starts up front. I
2: Just think Tillman's out.
1: Yeah, I think everyone else takes care of itself. He said he was an option, but that means he won't play him. So I think it will either be Morelos or Trolak, and I'm going to go. I think he will like with Tony Golds. So I think I'll go with Antonio Trolak. Um, Scotia, is that what you I mean earlier on in terms of your your selection, who we're going to pick, what you think the future of Morelos is going to be? Yeah, because I was I I thankfully I didn't. I was thought I was going to say something that might contradict
0: my team selection, but I don't think <laughs> I did because I, I my team's the exact same as Ali's. I think i I think this is a game for Alfie to come in and can play. As well as Trolak did. I just think it, play that option and, and I mentioned it before we mentioned it in the pod last time. Had Ruth not been injured then maybe Cholak for Sakala, but you no, know, I can see that. Given that Jack and Raskin kind of fell away from the game a wee bit, a change in midfield wouldn't overly shock me, like bringing Lundstrom in for Jack, but my team, I'm keeping Jack in. I'm just making that change up front for him. Cholak for Morelos. Um, but yeah, looking looking forward to it, the last what, two games we've played this season have been high scoring. We kind of made a arse of it the, the first game at Easter Road. When um, Luton yes. obviously got sent off, they scored in the last minute, which hopefully they don't do this time. But been fairly entertaining games to say the least, and not not the most enjoyable I sit through at all. But it's certainly entertaining. Yeah, looking forward to. I it. think it'll be another high scoring game, three one like Ali. But I'll go Sakala to score
1: first for Rangers. I don't even give my score. I'll go two one to Rangers and. I'll say Tony Goals will get the first goal because so I just sure think will start. I do agree, I think Lundstrom might come back in. Um be prepared, everybody, to see uh Lundstrom and Kamara starting the midfield. Um Ryan, your thoughts ahead of the game, mate, and your score in your team? Yeah,
3: he's I've both uh, read my mind. That would be the only change I can see is is uh, Jack for Lundstrom I think he might stick with the, with the same team if it's worked in the first half on, on Saturday um, I know they fell away on the second half but I think if he's seen positives in terms of the midfield and if Cholak's played well I think he'll stick with it um, so maybe Lund- just Lundstrom for Jack I will go for two on Rangers and Cholak as well first goal I think Cholak will get a two of them and uh, no Craig Portis so zero sending off for Hibs boys that's what I'll go for there is he injured? He has Walford. Wa- for Walford. Oh, so
1: he does. He <laughs> play for him anymore. So he does. There you go. Shows you how much hey. I miss him, doesn't it? Shows you how much He's I miss him. Way. Yeah. So heart. he is. Of course he is. Uh, anyway, right. That'll do us for tonight. I'm going in my bed. Um, Ali, thanks very much, mate.
2: No problem. Looking forward to tomorrow. And I'll be back with a match reaction, no doubt.
1: Uh, you're watching me tomorrow, aren't you? That's right.
2: I'll bring my face mask with me, so I don't get...
1: You're, you're, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the <laughs> rona, mate. I don't have the owner. Skosha, thanks very much, mate.
2: Yeah, cheers, guys. Good talk.
1: Yeah, and Ryan, thanks very much, mate, and welcome back from another another break from the podcast. I mean, I don't know what I'm paying you for, <laughs> mate, really.
3: Yeah, I know, mate. I'm basically Phil Hollander, and I? I just turn up whenever. <laughs> um, no, thanks very much. I'll be a bit more prepared, guys, on Friday. Um, and definitely my manscaped man of the match is... Scotia
1: cable Oh no doubt Absolutely no doubt about it Manscaped Man of the Match tonight is That's yeah. quite a good idea We should do that We should do our, <laughs> should do our podcast uh, Manscaped Man of the Match At the end of every podcast oh, that'll, uh,
0: that'll be interesting The comments on a Friday night And just get let the listeners decide <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. We should do that. You'd
2: win it every Friday, Scotia. I know, everybody
1: loves you. Everybody loves you. So, yes, uh, that'll do. As I say, uh, as always, please do like the video. Please subscribe to the channel. That would be magic. We will be back with a Club Reaction pod after the game tomorrow night. Remember, it's not on Sky. I think it's available on Hibs TV for about a tenner or something like 12.99. 12.99 12.99 on Hibs TV, so if you fancy a wee trip to France to watch the game, then I would advise doing so. Uh, so yeah, I'll speak to you tomorrow night. Thanks for tuning in. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody.
0: Podcast Network.